Well, hello, gorgeous one. Welcome to Bombshell Radio. Here, we combine pleasure and purpose to liberate women into their divine assignment of being the fullest expression of fierce femininity. My name is Jackie Lacroix. I believe that pleasure is a life force. Beauty is for you, and your sexual design is the key to your greatest fulfillment and calling. I'm the author of the best-selling book, The Bombshell Manifesto, and I've mentored women in body, beauty, business, and intimacy with God, themselves, and men for over 10 years. Each week, you'll receive a different edition of Bombshell Radio, focusing on one of these areas, all designed to inspire you and help you optimize every area of your feminine design so that you can live your biggest, most beautiful life. If you've been longing for a place where you can merge your spirituality and your sexuality and enter a conversation that honors your body, your beauty, your business savvy, and your faith, welcome home. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Bombshell Radio. I have an absolute delight here for you today. This is one of my new, and I would say already good friends, Barbie Jo, who I just met, uh, gosh, like a couple weeks ago now, but has this, one of those energies that you cannot mistake, Mm -hmm. you know, in a person just like grounded, self-possessed, but so kind and so confident, so chill. So I just adore you already. And even more so because you are really good at something that I am not good at at all, which is being organized. So I will let you introduce yourself and then we are just going to pepper you with questions as to how to get our lives together, Robbie Joe, because it's the beginning of the year and I'm feeling the struggle and I know I'm not alone. So give us a little bit of your background, who you are, how you get into organizing. All right. Very cool. Well, thanks for having me. This is awesome. And you're amazing. And I have to say (laughs) that I am so grateful to have met you because I feel like you just add so much to everybody's lives. So Mm -hmm. I'm glad you're part of mine now. Thank you. Likewise. (laughs) Okay. So how I got started, um, such a road I would have never guessed took me to where I am today. Um, so backstory, my parents divorced when I was 15. Um, everybody kind of chose team mom. I'm the oldest of six and I, yeah, (laughs) yeah. And one day I got a phone call from one of my dad's brothers and he said, Hey, we can't get a hold of your dad. Have you heard from him? Mm. I said, no, I haven't in a few days. Um, we didn't have a super close relationship. He was kind of very distant, but it was unusual to not hear from him for long periods of time. Um, so anyway, we found out that he was in the hospital and he had overdosed on drugs. Oh my. And at this point in his life, he had burnt so many bridges that nobody wanted to scoop him up and save him. So I rose to that position, Wow! Um, had very little support doing so, brought him into my home with our five kids, wow. with my husband wow. commuting back and forth to the farm. And I was like, I'm going to get you help. I'm going to get you better. 
And (laughs) he didn't want it. He did not want to get better, but he did it for me. So he went through Mm. the 90 day program. And I remember being at his becking call and anytime he asked for anything, I took it to him. Anytime he had a question, I answered it. I was running back and forth for him more so than I was for all my five kids combined. And I remember at the end of that experience, I was so drained. Just, it took 10 years off my life. Um, My kids were suffered from it. My husband suffered from it. Everybody Mm. took a huge hit because I took on this responsibility to care for my dad. And then day 90, when he graduated from the program, he disappeared and went right back to the life I saved him from. So after that Mm. experience, I said, never again, I want to be armed with the tools to help just build myself back to where I needed to be and help rebuild my family because there was a wake of destruction for sure. And so that's when I became a certified life coach. I, and I did it just for me, basically. I wanted to help rebuild that. And then I was going about, you know, my merry way and fast forward six months, we were in the same situation. Mm. He's back in the hospital. Nobody had heard of it, heard, heard from him for a long period of time. By the time we found him, he was on life support, another drug overdose. Mm. And I went to go scoop him up again because nobody else would. And this time, (laughs) (laughs) this time I was armed with the tools, Mm. right? I didn't let him take from me like he did before. And this time we saw him through another round of rehab and we came out winning. My family was thriving. I was thriving. He was thriving. Fast forward three years. He's three years sober to the, to the Yeah. Wow. And so that catapulted this whole component of now what I do in people's homes, because I started this home organizing business to help my family financially, because after two failed harvests, we didn't have any savings to live off of. We were applying for food stamps. We couldn't feed our family. So I thought I have to do something to help. And that's when I started my home organizing business. And I've learned very early on that the whole life component, the life coaching component is so relevant when you're dealing with somebody's stuff because you are so attached to your stuff, right? Yeah. 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 There's that whole emotional attachment to everything that surrounds you in your home and in your space. And so now going forward, I'm teaching other women and certifying them to do what I do and to become a professional organizer. But that first piece of it now is life coaching, because I think everyone needs to be armed with those tools. That's like, that is not the story I expected. I guess I didn't know your backstory, but that is incredible. One, your character. Two, I mean, I think it takes an exceptional person to do the right and hard thing like you did, but then to like, to do it again, but to do it like winning, like you said, you know, like you learned the tools, 
you took the hit the first time and you said basically never again. I love that. Those are powerful words. I don't know anyone who doesn't make a shift after saying those words. And then you literally, like without intending to, you tested your own methods and you came out winning. Yeah. I mean, that's wow. Wow. Oh, and I, I loved it when you said things come up when you're dealing with your stuff and it's like <laughs> stuff in both senses, right? Like you're dealing with your stuff. Yeah. Um, gosh. So can you just like elaborate on that a little bit? Because that's certainly something that I resonate with whenever I go to get rid of items. It's like, wow, the guilt, the attachment, the like all these things. So I would love to hear what you mean when you say we're dealing with stuff. So everyone has a different attachment to their stuff and it's a piece of you, right? It's a piece of your Mm -hmm. memory. It's a piece of your history. It's a piece of your life. And a lot of times people have a hard time letting go of that. So that's when we come in and we help reframe it. Like um, there are other ways to take that piece of your life and to preserve it and protect it without having to hold on to a million items Mm. that are surrounding you and maybe um, bringing your energy down, cluttering you, you know, not blocking your creativity because your mind's eye takes in your environment. And if your atmosphere is chaotic, your mind is chaotic. Yeah. I mean, how often do you sit down at your desk to get work done. And if your desk is cluttered and full of crap, you can't focus and get it done. Yep. Yep. But the second that desk is cleaned off, you're like in creative mode and you are just getting stuff done. So the same philosophy with your home. Yeah. Hmm. So we want that to be a reflection of you and who you truly are. Yeah. I love that. And I think, you know, we both tend to work in audiences, markets of quote unquote, good girls And I imagine that perhaps there's even more of a sense of attachment of holding on to things because their grandmas or their moms or their aunt Susie's. And there's either like an unspoken expectation that you maintain it, or you feel like you're losing the person. If you lose the item, do you sense that women who, who are basically often people pleasers have an even even harder time Mm. removing items and getting organized? Ooh, good question. Uh, Yes, because they feel like they have to do, you know, grandma great justice by honoring that Afghan she made, you know, (laughs) 75 years ago or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) But that's not the case. You honor them by upholding their legacy, respecting their name, living up to the values they lived up to, or, or even taking it a step further and doing better, leaving a better legacy than what was left prior to you. That's Mm. how you can uphold their legacy and honor them. I love that. It's leaving a legacy instead of leaving a comfort or leaving, yeah, yeah, leaving an item, you know, leaving a quilt. Um, So was this difficult for you? Like in between rehab one and rehab two, (laughs) is this something that comes naturally to you? Or did you have to deal with a lot of your own stuff as you got organized? It's something that has always come naturally to me. I can remember being the eight-year-old sorting my Halloween candy and bagging it by (laughs) category and like having it in a basket. Like I was that person. So it, it came naturally to me, but a house of order 
a, a house of God is a house of order, right? So I yeah. always respected that aspect too. And I always wanted to have, you know, just that calm, peaceful feeling at home. Your home should be a safe haven, an escape from that chaotic world. Mm. And so I always wanted to have that, that peaceful yeah. environment, whatever that looks like. So for me, it was extremely organized. We are definitely not minimalist by any means, but we are organized. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so relieved to hear that because I am about as far from a minimalist as it's possible to get. <laughs> um, and so every time people are like, embrace the minimalist lifestyle, I just think that's not going to work. So give me another option. <laughs> so that's very, that's very reassuring. <laughs> so walk me through a little bit more what you did in between those two incredible seasons of your life. What were you specifically implementing from like a stuff perspective, maybe a schedule perspective? Definitely. It sounds like a mindset perspective in yourself and in your family. So that then when it hit again, you came out winning. So it all goes back to that, that phrase we hear anytime we travel, anytime we get on an airplane, when they say the oxygen mass drops, who gets the <laughs> oxygen first, right? You yep. do. You yeah. do. And that's where it all stems. If you're not drawing from a full well, you don't have anything else to give. So you have to make sure you are taking that oxygen first. You are taking care of yourself first and foremost, before yep. you have anything left to give anyone. And that's yep. where I fell short. I thought I had to take care of everybody else. And then whatever was left, I would give to myself. And there was never anything left. Yeah. And what happened is I was depleted and then I was ripple affecting that. So I wasn't taking care of anybody. Everyone was suffering because I was suffering. So when you flip it and you take care of yourself first in all aspects, yep. then everyone will thrive in your care. Totally preach it sister. I think <laughs> that is like, that is so difficult for women, especially to internalize. And I think even more so women who grow up in the church or grow up kind of trying to be oh. a good girl. It is, it, it, it's like the exact opposite of what we're taught. And yet it is what works. It's even scriptural. It's all of these things. You, I like to say, you put yourself first, like as far as in timeline and timeline. So you can then prioritize others to the max. So it's not like you're always just doing whatever you feel like doing. You're taking care of your needs first in time so that you can kind of actually prioritize them first overall. Um, and I think that there are so many women who follow the old outdated system of everybody other than me, everybody else first. And it's not even just you're depleted. There's burnout, there's medical oh, issues. Totally. There's so many awful tragedies that can come or at least be exacerbated by that where then everybody else's life has to stop because you weren't taking care of yourself first. And so if I, if we want to continue with the motive of guilt, please let me guilt you into taking care of yourself <laughs> first, because, um, I've just never seen that philosophy end well. And every woman who I've met yourself included, who really is just kind of radiating health in many areas of her life has at some point stumbled into the reality that that philosophy gives life to everyone in her life. Um, it is not a selfish act. It's, it's, it's an essential one. So thank you so much for saying that. 
So from a practical standpoint, once you recognize that that was the mindset to have, what did you actually do to pour into yourself first? Oh, okay. So I have three simple things that I preach to anyone and everyone that will listen. Um, And they're so stupid, simple that you think, oh yeah, but they are so effective. So, so effective. And the first, all right. The first one, the second your feet hit the floor in the morning, make your bed, turn around and make your bed because you're setting yourself up for success. You've already checked something off your to-do list for the day. You have already set your bed up to greet you at the end of the day Mm. and it's doing something for you. So that's my first tip every day. And this will boost your productivity. This will boost your momentum. It just gets you in that forward motion, right? That we want to be in. So that's my first tip every morning, make your bed. And I like to do it the second my feet hit the ground, I turn around and I Mm. make that bed. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay. Second tip is to get dressed to the shoes. Even if you're to not going shoes. to leave okay. the house, hear me out here. <laughs> you're not leaving the house all day. Like we didn't all of 2020. Yeah. Uh, we still got dressed to the shoes and we found the days that we did, we were by far more productive than the days wow. we didn't. So huh. I'm talking like dressed for success. That is what you're doing. You're putting yourself in a state of success. Yeah. And backstory, I, I had this little job and it was a casual job. I would go to this older couple's home and just, I was their personal assistant and I would go sometimes in my workout clothes and sometimes I'd go in sweats. And then I started to adopt this philosophy of dressing for success because I wanted bigger and better things in life. And so I started to dress for success. And within six months, I got a raise. Three months after that, I got put on salary for doing this little peon job. And the (laughs) only thing that changed was how I was showing up for work. Wow. Wow. And so I, I say, bring it in to the home too. Even if you're not leaving the house, even if you're just running errands all day, get dressed Mm. for success. So so good. All right. And my third, this is my home to keeping your home organized. This is the biggest thing. Keep your kitchen sink empty. And it sounds odd, but (laughs) think about it. The kitchen is the heart of the home, right? We are always in the kitchen. And if that kitchen sink is overfilled with dishes, you walk in and you just feel like, and you, it kind of puts you in this state of anxiety and overwhelm. Mm. And it kind of puts you in a bad mood. The Mm -hmm. second that kitchen sink is empty, it doesn't matter what the rest of the house looks like, like all is well in the home. Like the bed. Yeah. 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 So, Hmm. and it will domino effect. If you can keep that kitchen sink empty throughout your day, it will domino effect throughout other areas of your home unintentionally. Watch it happen. It is magic. Interesting. Okay. (laughs) I have to like provide my experience with these kitchen sink. I can't speak to as much because I've always been a 
clear kitchen sink person. I feel like people awesome. either put their dirty dishes on the counter or they put them on the sink. Don't get me too excited. Like, don't praise me too much because they're all on the counter <laughs> instead of in the sink. So it's just like, then they're not wet and I'm not grossed out. But um, it took me, I think probably until about two years ago or so, maybe three or four to start making my bed every single morning. And I remember when I first heard it, I was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That doesn't make a difference. And you're so right. As you walk past your bedroom every day, even if you're just, as you're getting dressed over the next hour or whatever, it's like, you're constantly noticing that you already won. You know, you already succeeded. You already like, it's crazy. So it's this internal identity of like, I'm successful. I'm a winner. I'm on top of my stuff. And it's plus just practically, it takes up a large section of your room. So if it's clean, then the majority of the room looks clean. (laughs) So I love that. And then, um, getting dressed for success. I mean, I work from home. I have for a long, long, long time. And I remember when I used to run my business in my messy bun, and workout clothes. And occasionally it still happens, but by and large, even when I'm going to be home all day, even if I'm not doing videos, although ironically, when I get dressed up, then I do more videos, which of course grows my business. So it, it changes the way I see myself and I make decisions from a successful place rather than from a self-defeated place. So I love that you have said that. And it's not what I was expecting for like <laughs> life and home organizing advice, but it is so true. So I can see how someone would start to make these small shifts, would start to kind of get their momentum. What do you recommend to people who, and you have five children and a husband, share space? And maybe not everybody else is kind of of the same mindset yet of getting our space together is going to like take our life to a whole new level. Come on, kids. I know you really want this. You know what I mean? Like, how do you get other people on board? Okay, great question. So first of all, Everything should have a home. Everything, everything in your home should have a home. And then everyone inside your home should know where those homes are. Like, where does the chapstick live? Where? Oh man, oh, man that's <laughs> bad example. Bad example. Like, no, where do all the pens live? You know, yeah. whatever it is. And everybody should be oriented to where everything should belong. Then I like to delegate responsibility and make everybody accountable. So Mm. there's no excuse. And everyone is playing a part in keeping your home functioning because it can't all fall on you. It's, you know, you're not the only one living there. Everybody needs to play a part and then you need to hold them accountable. Now I will say there are, there are times when things can get overwhelming Maybe you just got back from a big vacation and everybody's laundry is, you know, in the laundry room, everyone's luggage is everywhere and all the things haven't been put away. It can be overwhelming, even for a professional where you'll walk into the space and be like, I don't know where to start. And that Mm. is totally normal. And my tip for that is focus in on one item, whatever your eye Mm. lands on first is going to be the one thing you're going to focus on for the next 10 minutes set a timer and collect everything in the room that has to do with that one item. Interesting. That's good. And then move on from there. 10 minutes is all you need. I say 10 minutes a day and you will get through your house in no time. You will be so amazed Mm. that we can do in 10 minutes, but focus in on one item at a time. So you walk into a room, let's say you start with trash. 
So just repeat it to yourself, trash, trash. I'm looking for trash, trash. <laughs> As you're picking up all the trash, don't get sidetracked, 10 minutes, trash. Then if you have time, you want to go on to the next thing. Okay, what does your eye land on next? Laundry or clothes. Yeah. Gather all the clothes, all the clothes off the floor, mm-hmm. off the wherever. And so you're just focused on one item, 10 minutes. That's it. Mm. That's super good. And it's amazing because I think I know personally that it, it can feel very overwhelming. I mean, even when it's not a return from a trip, which is like the worst, I agree. Holidays, <laughs> trips, and it's like everything explodes. But yeah. Um, yeah, it feels like there's no way I could make a dent in this. And yet the reality is 10 minutes is doable. You can fit it in and it does make a difference. Like the little tiny steps are worth it. So I love that. Thank you for saying that. And out of curiosity, what did you use for accountability to help, (laughs) to help family members Mm. get on the same page? Or what do you recommend? Great question. So we set our chores up to where they kind of domino effect. So if child A doesn't get their job done, child B can't do their job and then child C can't get their job. So they're like, Hey, Hey, you know, it goes up the ladder and they're like, get your stuff done so I can get my stuff done so I can go. So they're holding each other accountable. Yeah. That is brilliant. (laughs) Because then you're not chasing everybody around the house as like the angry mom. Exactly. They're all chasing each other. Oh my gosh. That is, that right there is gold. (laughs) That is gold. I'm going to go tell my (laughs) three-year-old to get on my (laughs) six-year-old. That's awesome. Okay. So you also, so I think that this is, it's the coolest story. And I, it's like, what a, what a microcosm kind of metaphor for what you do is you, this happened to you. You got your own life together. Now you're walking into other women's homes or other people's homes to help them kind of get their lives together. Mm -hmm. And then from there, you're even helping people learn how to do exactly what you do. So it's, it's like this gift that keeps on giving. Cause I imagine when someone experiences how life-changing it is to deal with your stuff, I feel like, like that is like a, a line you need to take and run with, but dealing with your internal stuff so you can deal with your external stuff and kind of the cycle that that creates positive cycle. Mm-hmm. You want to share like oh, totally. the transformation. So how did you transition? And I'm sure you do both or whatever, but how did you move then into being like, I want to help other women recognize what a valuable business this is for yourself and your family and also for the people you're helping. Well, just looking at my situation, I had all odds against me to be a successful business owner, you know, stay at home mom with five kids, my husband commuting to a farm that's three hours away. Um, I was single mom most of the week. He would go and stay at the farm. And anyway, to realize that you can take this skill and this gift that whether you've been blessed with or not, hone it and be able to do it around your schedule and still be home when the kids get home from school and still be available and be leaving such a positive impact in someone else's life to see Mm. that I could do it made me want to share with the world and know that if I can do it, you can do it. I love that. Cause I think especially post COVID or not even post yet, but you know, since the beginning of COVID, we'll put it that way. People have had the realization forced on them that we need alternate revenue streams. We need alternate income streams. We need some way of 
sometimes just keeping ourselves from getting bored stuck at home, but also of bringing in money, whether we're single and this is for us because our job just got a shakeup or we're in a family and we need to start helping or we need to help differently. So I think when people start realizing that they start panicking, like, oh my gosh, I need to join some network marketing company, or I need to like become an influencer online and sell some book I wrote or something. And this is such a need. Like the need is off the chain is it's huge <laughs> and um i've seen the impact that too much stuff both internal and external can have on someone's life someone's dreams someone's family um all over the place i mean it's it's so common so to embrace this as a way of either making money temporarily or starting a long-term business I think yeah. I, I, like it's such an incredible opportunity for so many women, especially those of you blessed angelic creatures who already have the natural <laughs> tendencies, because this is not something I'm going to step into. I wouldn't <laughs> you know, curse anyone with that. Um, so what would be one of your top tips for a woman who's considering, wow, what if I started my own professional organizing business? What's the first thing you would kind of have her either think or begin to do? start doing it. Like Mm, don't overthink it, get out there and start helping as many people as you can and start collecting those testimonials, start collecting that Mm. confidence in your ability to make somebody's life easier and better. Wow. Yeah. So just like start serving, just do it. Yeah. Yeah. How much, like, it is amazing how much that jump starts things. I think that people, you know, they get kind of caught on, oh my gosh, I need to create a website. I need Mm -hmm. to have like branding colors and a logo. And and in reality, people just need to know that you exist and you're willing to help and you're pretty good at it. Yeah. So I think that goes for all businesses (laughs) right there. That is, that is wisdom. So good. Uh, Well, where can women find you? So if they're interested in kind of like they are, I think, I mean, I'm even resonating and you know how like, this is not my strength, but you know, this incredible story. And I think again, because of the shift in the world, we've all become in a, in a good way, not necessarily a bad way, internally focused, like looking around in our homes, looking around in our relationships, looking into our own mind and our thought cycles that are suddenly so much more obvious because we're not distracted by traveling and going into offices and realizing, wow, I need to get my stuff together. And then I'm actually pretty good at getting stuff together. I think I could help somebody else get their stuff together. Where can they find you? Where can they learn more from you? Totally. Come to my website, barbiejoe.com. Barbiejoe, (laughs) J-O. Thank you, childhood nickname. And yeah, sign up for my masterclass. I have a free masterclass where I teach you how I got started and the simple steps I took to start business. And I did it Mm. on like zero budget. That's incredible. That's just incredible. I think you're just such a testimony to, I know there's so many women, especially mothers, especially mothers of like quite a few children, more than two to me is quite a few. I'd like, that's a jump from like, you don't have any more hands. Um, so you're so stunningly put together and calm and authentic. And I can't imagine a better person to learn this from. So even to women just watching this, who feel like, I've been at home with my kids for COVID for the last year and a half. I've like gained a ton of weight. My marriage is like distant. I feel like a mess. Just seeing that it's possible to decide something's going to change. We're going to do it bit by bit, 10 minutes at a time. And it works. 
Yeah. It works. You can arrive in a completely different yep. result. So thank you so much for You're sharing welcome. this with us. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for having me. <laughs> My pleasure. It is an inspiration to me. And I know that to so many other women, it's um, when we see that it's possible and we give ourselves permission to do it, mm. going back to what you were saying about so us first, you first, mm-hmm. like we don't even realize the number of people who we don't even know are watching who yeah. are suddenly feeling like I could do this too. And whether it's stepping into this as a business or whether it's just taking better care of themselves, organizing their space at last, yeah. it's, um, totally. it's like, oh, it can be done. So totally. thank you, Barbie Joe, for showing us that it can be done. It's you are so welcome. always a pleasure to talk with you. <laughs> you and are I'm so, so excited. Thanks so for excited having for you me. guys to get to know her. My pleasure. All right, guys, if you want to find Barbie Joe, go to barbiejoe.com. I cannot recommend following her anymore. Just a beautiful spirit, beautiful energy, and we will talk soon. Are you as fired up as I am after this conversation? This work is so important in the world right now, gorgeous, and far more powerful than what I can contribute alone is the ability that you have to shape your home, your family, and your community by living and spreading the truth. So take a screenshot of this episode right now and share it on Instagram with the hashtag bolder than before and tag me at Jackie LaCroix official. And then come on over to the podcast and leave me a review. Five star reviews mean this information gets placed in front of the very women who are looking for it. So quickly click those five stars And if you let me know what you love most about the podcast in a written review and then DM me to let me know that you did, my team will send you a free gift fit for a bombshell. This episode has been brought to you by the Bedroom Bombshell Masterclass. This one-hour crash course in everything the church didn't teach you about female sexuality has blown the minds of thousands of women around the world. And now it's your turn to be set free in your understanding that God intended for women to enjoy sex. Sounds great, right? But that can be very different from the misconceptions created after either misuse or abuse or just years of begrudging wifely duty. What if you could transform the way you see and are then able to experience sex in less than an hour? Keep your headphones in and head over to bedroombombshell.com for the five shifts women must make to learn to truly enjoy sex right now in a way that fully honors their faith and that they and their man will adore. I'll see you there.